Last time on DMTK's Chef's Night. There's a myth amongst my people. Um, so I'm, of course, not from this plane. <laughs> a long time ago, they said that they created little jewels. And it had something to do with the merfolk of the Underdark. And they were lost. Does that ring a bell with anything that any of your people might remember? You're speaking of the soul core, correct? Oh, so it's a real thing, then. It's true. I I only know rumors. Even mm-hmm. in well-intentioned hands, something like that could be catastrophic. What did you well, find? Well, I found this, an old map of the Underdark. You remember the letter we found? Yes. I'm wondering how true the intentions of, are of our government back home. What do you mean? Well, it sounds like they may have used the plague as a political move, had we not known that they're using us. My thought is, the only people who might know what exactly happened when we went under are those heroes, and there may be a reason that they're still stoned. What if... Okay, so we have one piece of four things, and there are four people there. What if we need to collect these four fragments... And then the four people... There's there's different parts of the thing, and you gotta put them together to make the big thing, and then the big thing is what you need to do the real big thing. That's how it works, right? Boom, boom, boom. Thing. What do you mean? The moonshot is part of something else? Um, yes. Someone roll me a perception. <coughs> Sorry. 18. Okay. 11. <laughs> okay. So thematically, this works pretty pretty perfectly for Cenotaph, uh, considering he doesn't necessarily sleep. As you're kind of sitting there, I, I assume in in a chair in uh, in whatever hotel room you guys are kind of using in the in the inn, you start to notice in in the hallways and kind of outside in the streets the lights and the lamps start to flicker. Uh, I guess I should probably set up the what I didn't set up earlier is that the the gates that are outside that are powering basically the barrier to Surefoot also power lighting along the streets and within the town as well. Shit. You kind of hear this mm, and then and the lights Is it AC up. or DC? I'm not <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, the power goes out, but you don't really hear anything else uh, apart from that. Uh, and as you sit there in the darkness, uh, the lights and the power does not go back on uh, for the rest of the night. <laughs> I don't think I discover the rest of the night part, because the cenotaph kind of lurches up out of the chair that he was sitting in. Who is he sharing a room with? I don't know. Who is he? 
<laughs> uh, Varys would share a room with him. She don't care. Yeah, she's not creeped out by she's him. Not, she's not perturbed at all, disturbed at all by this. Yeah, I was going to say, Teddy doesn't really care either as long as there's a bed available. Or a nice patch of floor. You don't care that a weird ghost man is staring at you just all night? Honestly, maybe I feel a little bit safer. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a dream catcher that walks around with you. <laughs> dream catcher? You're like, well, there there can't be anything worse, so I guess this is okay. Yeah, what kind of fucking nightmare is going to roll up in me on my sleep when I got this guy sitting over here? I'm fine. This is great. <laughs> Go for it, man. Varys just... Varys just assumes the dead are always watching, so this is just... <laughs> just this is just, just normal. literally. <laughs> yeah. Varys... Varys, wake up. What, what is it? Something is happening. Varys looks around and realizes this is the lights are out. The hum is Pit. gone. Or are, are the lights out or just the hum's gone? It's both. Both, okay. Teddy, Teddy, wake up. Is Solandra in here too? Uh, uh, what? Uh, she would have her own room. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't want to sleep with us plebs. What? Okay. I'm up. I'm up. What? Daddy, it is dark. I think the fence Ooh. is down. Oh, that's not good. That's an ominous way to wake up. Uh, big, and the big drink from flask. Ferris is gonna go and grab, uh, uh, Salandra. Just go knock on her door. Salandra, wake up. Before you get there, you can see the light piercing out from underneath. Uh, she just answers the door with like a little tiny pebble. With um, a pebble? Yeah, like a pebble in her hand that's oh. cast light on it. So it's oh, like okay. lighting up the place. I guess. It is uh it's dark outside. I, I think the that. I think I think the electricity went out. Hmm. This is probably not a good thing. Are the others awake? Yes. Well I think Teddy's awake, but he could still be drunk. Well, um, Let's go investigate. Mm, yes. I'll head out with her. Alright. Uh, so is that everybody heading out then? Yes. Yeah, yeah Teddy will come out last. I'm, I'm, he's like probably still like buttoning up his shirt and like putting on his armor and shit. Alright, <laughs> everybody just like slow down a little bit. Just a little. A tiny bit. Taraxis is just like sleeping on Varys' shoulder, just is like completely undisturbed by this entire situation. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So as you as you guys exit the inn, and as I mentioned before, the inn sort of faces the is on the opposite side of the street of the Surefoot Science Institute. People are starting to like pour out of the out of the institute, all dressed in in the same familiar robes uh, of this institute that you guys are all recognized. Uh, Tal and Zalvar uh, in, and they are all heading towards uh, different areas and sections of the fence. Um, what time of night is this right now, by the way? I would say it's early morning, so just after just after midnight. Okay. Um, sorry, where, where's Tal going? Tal has just stepped out, but everybody else is kind of scattering to go check out the fence. Tal, what is happening? Uh... Uh, I I don't know. Um, we were we were all sleeping, uh, and the power went out. We we assumed something went wrong with the fence. That's I mean, it hasn't happened in a long time, but that's 
generally the first thing that we check. What happened the last time this happened? Oh, you know, uh, I mean, the last time it happened, um, a blighted something came and tried to take out the fence. I, I was pretty young then, so I don't I don't remember it too well. But do you know which part of the fence to go to? Uh, no, that's that's why everyone's scattering. Uh, we're we're all checking our own our own little areas. Where's um, Devere? Did he go back to his temple? Uh, no, Devere is around. He's uh, he's kicking around as uh, in a humanoid form in the town. Like, is he there right now? Do we can we see him? You you guys haven't seen him yet. Varys, can Taraxxus fly above and scout? Mm, yes. She, like, shakes her shoulder a bit, and, like, he does. He just kind of, like, nestles further into her arm, and then she just kind of, like, throws him off, and he, like, hops around on the ground, looks kind of annoyed, and, like, and she just, like, nods at him, and he flies off. Roll a perception for uh, Taraxxus. That is a ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think he's. Uh, I think Taraxxus is still uh, a little annoyed at you for waking him up. He he kind of like circles around the institute a little bit and then comes back down to rest on your shoulder again and kind of picks at your ear and then just like goes back to sleep. Well, he wasn't much help. Hmm. Oh, good. Well, let's choose a direction and. Head that way, I suppose. Does Taraxxus have any sort of, like, harness or anything? Or anything, does he, like, anything on its body? No. What are you thinking? Well, he can be, like, a little beacon. <laughs> like a I lamp? Was gonna, I was going to tie the little stone around his neck or something. I got some rope. Can, we can totally make that a thing. He can fly around with a little light, light bulb. Sure. <laughs> do that. All right. We do that. I'll roll, uh... Let's do. I don't know. What do you want me to roll anything? No, I think I think it's fine. Anything for tying a rope? You can do that. Yeah, that's fair. Just hardcore. You fail. (laughs) You you totally fucked up. And this just says you've never seen the three five skills saying use rope. Do do we hear anything like other than people kind of moving about? You pretty much just hear people moving about. Actually, roll a. I guess it'll be roll a perception. I would have said listen, but that's not a skill, so. Uh, <laughs> used to be. It used to be. 19. Okay, so you guys uh, in the distance hear the sound of screeching. Varus, to you, it doesn't sound unlike when Taraxxus is often hunting food of his own. Except it is... It sounds like it's coming from something bigger, uh, and it is a deeper-sounding uh, screech. Is Tao still around? Uh, yeah, Tao's still around. Yeah. Do you have abnormally large birds in this area? Uh, and Tao looks at you with a bit of a weird look and says, Uh, well, not birds per se, but at our outpost on the top of the mountain... We have a, a nest of griffins. Oh, hell yes. And she says, why? What, what do you... Do you not hear them? Uh, and she she kind of looks at you and says, I, I, I didn't hear anything. Uh, but it could just be that I'm I'm kind of freaking out right now. The fence is down. I, I, it's not the first thing on my mind. Is Have the griffins ever attacked before? No. 
the Griffins... The demons have been taking care of them Griffins for for years. Uh, ever since we got up here, uh, they were endangered when we got up here. We we took them in, and, and they're not they're not so endangered anymore. Um, they're they're our friends, basically. Uh, it's never happened. Griffins don't normally come out at night, no. Uh, n- never. No, it's not a thing that happens. We might need to go up to that mess. Teddy has rope. I want to point that out. It seems important <laughs> for some of the things that I have in mind. Uh, and just as you say, just as you mentioned going up to the nest, I guess just kind of heading out towards uh, the main gate, just in the in the bit of light from the uh, from the moon and the and the stars, you see what looks like a ridiculously large bat figure, sort of gliding into the gate from town. Run that direction! Run that direction! Uh, okay. Is that, yeah, is that what you're doing? Uh, yeah, fucking yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great <laughs> sword out. Teddy hasn't, we talked about this, Teddy hasn't gotten his murder on in a hot minute, and that looks unpleasant. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I guess uh, we should follow him. <laughs> and Tal says, uh, you don't wanna, oh shit. Uh, Teddy, roll a dexterity check for him. Hell yeah. Natural one. <gasps> oh, <laughs> God. Uh, and... <clears throat> As you run towards this figure and it starts to get closer and closer, you are starting to realize that whatever this thing is, is much larger than you had originally anticipated. And Teddy, you take a boot to the chest and are slammed into the ground on your back. Okay. And without even a second thought, whoever this... Uh, whoever this person is that has just landed just walks past you and all you hear is Tao, why is the gate down? I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it may have been foolish, yes. And uh, and Tao kind of, she kind of like, cur- almost almost curling up into herself, she's like, uh, uh, we're, we're just we're just trying to find that out right now, headmistress. Um, it Where's the... Where's Rudder? Did you guys not have him? I thought you were negotiating. And the headmistress looks at you and says, Oh, um... Rudder decided he was going to take a longer voyage. I could not stay away any longer. And I'm glad I didn't. That bastard took my whiskey! And she looks down at you... Looks down at you, Teddy, and... Oh... I stepped on you. Uh, and with one hand, she just picks you up <coughs> and sets you back on your feet. Thank you, ma'am. That was... I'm sorry I ran at you. I did not... I was bad. I'm sorry. That's real embarrassing. But no no issue. Um, and as you guys uh, get a better look at the headmistress, uh, you see that she is about eight and a half feet tall. Uh, that's before... Her top hat starts. <laughs> Before her top hat. Uh, and the closer you look, she's actually wearing a, a long cloak uh, that covers her wings, but it's actually built such that when she spreads her wings, the cloak actually expands out itself, almost like that full Batman kind of cape. She's wearing uh, gauntlets that have a single green gem on the back of the hand, and kind of diodes that reach out to the tips of her fingers. And she's wearing a 
relatively large top hat that has a copper rim around the edge uh, and stark black. She says, uh, I also noticed as I was flying in the pillar about three or four to the east of the main gate was missing. Uh, did he take the fence down for maintenance? And I'm just curious. I just, I just don't understand what would have happened. And and Tal doesn't really say anything. She just kind of like whimpers a bit, as everyone else is sort of running around. I'm sorry. We have we have not met. I am Varys. And she says, "Oh, um, they usually just refer to me as the headmistress, but my name is Doris." The headmistress of what? <laughs> Uh, of the Surefoot Scientific Institute. Oh, right. Well, my name is Salandra. Hold my hand. Uh, and she and she grasps her hands and, and shakes it. She says, it's very nice to meet you. It's not often we get uh, Janassi up here. Hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she says, I... Mm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure what the situation is, but I'm going to go over and uh, and take a look. Tal, if it wasn't you guys that had been uh, that took this down, could you? And she stops and she kind of cocks her head a little bit, thinking about what she's trying to say. And she says, "Could you go get the project?" And she turns around and uh, waves to the rest of you guys. She says, "You may be interested in what's going on over here." Um, Maybe I could get your assistance. Y- yes, okay. ma'am. Anything to make up for Trent. Uh, yeah, what can we do to help? Uh, she says, I would just need you guys to look around for anything suspicious uh, in the immediate area. Uh, I will see if there's anything left of the uh, of the power rod. Hopefully that canister of uh, the Autumn Death has not disappeared. Uh, if we can recover that, that would be most fortunate. If not, we may have a much larger issue on our hands. Uh, so yeah, as you guys make your way over there, one thing is definitely apparent is that the rod has been taken completely out of the ground and out of the circuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is the one that we saw at the beginning that was pulled um, at the Autumn Death, right? Uh, so There's like a bunch of, the, of them, right? Yeah, all of the rods... Oh. around that create the whole fence. Each rod has a canister of it. Hmm. Is is the headmistress still with us? Oh yeah, she is. Well, so can I just ask if, uh, by the way, I'm Teddy. Um, that's really all the, that's all there is to me. Um, is there something particular about the one that's, that's missing that you can think of off the top of the old brain box there? Pull out of the orchard of mine grapes? Because, I mean, there's tons of rods. Why'd they take this one? I wouldn't say there's anything particularly special about it. There is, in fact, nothing special about any of these. I would say that it is probably the one that is the most out of sight. There are no windows out of the back of the Science Institute or any really anyone else's houses on this side, uh, which we should probably fix in the future. Um, that does seem like an oversight. It, and, and she smiles and she says, "It's it happens from time to time. Uh, unfortunately, this one bit us in the ass. Uh, and she starts to kind of like needle down and 
uh, and try and get a closer look at the area. I will get you guys to roll a another perception check for me. Or actually maybe an investigation. Sorry. 18. 6. 6. Y'all motherfuckers need glasses. So, Salandra, as you're kind of looking around, one thing that you do notice is that there is a an arm left uh, from whatever had happened. It's just a severed arm. It is definitely cauterized, as if whoever had lost it, it was either burnt off, cut off with something hot. But the one thing you do notice is that there is that telltale cloud with the skull tattoo of the fallen plague. Oh, these fucking guys. How did they get the buff? Yeah. Um, Ferris is going to look at the headmistress. Is there any reason that you would think of that someone may want to steal one of these? Well, magical creatures, uh, as you, uh, I believe you've probably learned, are given immense power if they bond with the Autumn Death. Uh, they do lose, leave, lose their sense of self, but the power they get out of it before you know, either they go mad or they die or maybe someone frees them from it uh, is immense. So to the right people, it's almost like a steroid. And Paris is a point of the symbols. He's like, but are you familiar with this symbol? Have you seen this here before? I've never seen that symbol before. It doesn't mean anything. Well, where we come from, we were told before we left that there is a faction of the fallen plague that believes that the plague is a form of ascendance and they may want to use it to spread it again. That would be unfortunate. And even worse, if the plague were to make it to the Underdark or to your home, it's a lot more contained than what is available out here. That's quite concerning. It truly is. While they're talking about little... this, I was going to try to pull one of these things out of the ground myself. Yep, okay. Just not uh, say anything, just check. pull that sucker. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. that was a saving throw. Hold on. Natural one again! Oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Can't move. smacks his head on the pole. Break my coccyx. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Teddy, as you as you try and and kind of, like, get leverage on it, it actually twists. Oh no. And as it twists, the link between two more of the of the rods actually lights up. Uh, so you've actually can reconnected the fence between the two rods, and you take one d eight electrical damage, basically. So shit. <laughs> And the headmistress kind of looks over at you and kind of does a face palm and. Um, oh yeah, they're in the ground, all right. They're in there real good. They're in there real Teddy. good. Teddy just goes weathers around does not mean you need to compensate. Cough up a little blood, just a little bit. Ugh. I just wanted to see how hard it would be to someone to steal one of these things and be secret about it. I don't know if that means it's hard or if I just suck. and she says well it's also possible that whoever stole one of these things may have had communication with us when we lived in the underdark that's a possibility 
yeah. they may have some sort of experience with our technology. I actually, do we still have that note that we found a while ago with the names of the council members that we met or saw? Yeah. yeah. Can we show her that note, whoever has it? Yeah, Teddy, do, do we have that note? Does somebody have that thing with the names on the people, with the stuff? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Burris uh, is gonna look between Salandra and Citadaf and just basically like trying to see if they think it's a good idea to hand it over. Um, yes. Maybe. Okay. We can just show we'll her the Bar- bottom part with the name. Paris <laughs> uh, has it over. We found this um the body of a giant uh, Beal song, I believe. <laughs> she she kind of chuckles and says, "Ah, oh, that's a name I haven't heard for a while." He was a noisy brute, that one. It's a name you won't no. hear again. It'll be pretty quiet now. <laughs> well, oh, I hear him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, if you want, if you want to talk to him, Sanatha can help you with that. Sort of. She just kind of says, "Um." I'd prefer not. Hard no. <laughs> he was the good conversationalist anyways. <laughs> uh, so you guys uh, hand the note over? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and she says, Hmm. Boldar and Vaxelin. These names I, I remember. They were... Uh, we've, we've been in contact with the uh, with the council for, for quite some time. I, uh, and she kind of stops a bit and says... I didn't know that they were thinking about releasing the Autumn Death on their own as a... That's... I don't... Why didn't they trust us? We we said that we would keep this world free from it. If that's what happened, if this is going to happen again... Uh, and she just kind of like rolls up the paper and hands it back and says, There are rumors that there is an oracle below, uh, a new head of the council. Yes. She may want to hear of this. Um, from what I understand, uh, from those demons that are left, they have a good relationship with her. But I would not recommend having the discussion with anyone else on the council. We have no intentions to. Now, you mentioned that you were in contact with these two. Was this before we went underground, or presently? It was before. Okay. Uh, and as you guys are kind of all having your conversation, you can kind of hear some like banging around behind you guys. Uh, and Tal kind of is is in behind, kind of looking around. And says, "Oh, uh, oh no! There's feathers. There's feathers everywhere." Welcome back to Chef's Night, the place where DMs come out to play. As always, we want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, Chef's Night, or otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. Also, be sure to pay extra attention in the coming weeks. We have some cool stuff happening that we can't discuss right now, but it'll be out there real soon. If you'd like to help support us, Visit dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button, buy a shout out, or check out our merch store. 
We really appreciate all kinds of support, little or small, but one of the best things that you can do for us is share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. Also, if you could go give us a review on iTunes, we would be super appreciative. Reviews help us get seen. Last but not least, a big shout out to our cast that make all of this possible. You can follow myself and Kayla through our main channel, DM's Test Kitchen, and you can find the rest as follows. Jesse at DM's of Vancouver, Steve from Classes Characters, and Andrew from The Basement Guild. All of which are great podcasts and we definitely recommend you check them out. Links are always provided in the show notes. We also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Libris Arcana. For all your dice needs, including monthly subscriptions and more, go check them out. The next episode, which may be our blast of this arc, will be up on May 9th, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. I'll let you get back to the main course. Headmistress, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but I think they, I think they might have gotten our griffins. How many did you have? Well, I mean, it's real hard to keep count because, I mean, there's oh God, yes. 15 just at the nest and then we've, we've recently been letting them go off and create their own nests. Ah. Uh. Ah, oh, where are these feathers? Where are the griffins? Are there any bodies, or is it just feathers? Uh, just, j- just feathers. They could have been blighted. I mean, have you thought of that? Uh, I don't. I mean, they they probably could withstand being blighted. Um, I really wouldn't want that to happen. Maybe we should go check them out. Well then, we better find them damn griffins now. N- now, that seems like a good idea. And if you have so many that you're just letting them fly off, well then you probably wouldn't mind if we just took a couple. Right? Uh, she she gives you this look as if to like just be like, "What are you talking about?" You just um, said you had so many griffins that you couldn't keep track of how many you had. Now, we have no griffins and you have a lot of griffins. <laughs> So it seems to me that the clear answer here is we find those griffins and that we just give you back most of them. We only need like five. <laughs> she says, I, I don't. Ten tops. I don't, think you, I don't think you understand. We don't ride them. We don't own them. Then We're, you're not thinking creatively. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, uh, Teddy, roll a perception check for me. I am on it. It's another natural one. That gets a 12. Uh, what uh, the f- It's a 12. So it's a 12. It's a 12. It's a 12. It's a 12. <laughs> it was a yoke. Um, I'm sorry. So as you, as you're like kind of giving Tal the gears about, you know, you're not being creative enough. <laughs> Gotta ride the in Griffin, the, baby. In the, uh, in the, in kind of the background, kind of like the, the, the moon is kind of shining into your face and you see slowly four or five griffins kind of fly up into the light of the moon. And then as they fly higher, there is a platform that is just below them. Uh, And it almost looks like the platform is strung to them, but they are definitely flying away from you. And that's Uh, what you can see from... uh, Hmm. You sure this, Teddy? 
Hell, they're going the other direction, son of a bitch. Alright. Well, what have they got flying between their legs there? It looks like a building? Uh, and Tal turns around and says, I, I don't know what that is, um, but it looks like they're using them griffins to carry something. Well, uh, damn it, they could have been carrying us. Well, there is someone here that could carry us. Where is the fear? Better idea. Better idea. Uh, I I hadn't seen them. Um, um, Ferris, is, Ferris is gonna send Taraxis to look for him. Okay. Is this gonna be another perception check? Roll another perception, yeah. <laughs> this is the night of perception checks. Let's see if I actually do a decent one. Six. No. <laughs> um, you know what? No, that's that's not right. Let's do a persuasion check because it'll be it'll be pretty pretty easy at this point, probably for Taraxis to see if Taraxis can yeah. convince him. Taraxis has a light around him. He's doing great. Fourteen. <laughs> Okay, uh, so yeah, um, Taraxis, uh kind of flies off into into the town square, and after uh, a good 10, 10 15 minutes, uh, this this uh, wood elf kind of pops around the corner with uh, with Terexus on his on his shoulder and uh, says, "Uh, you'll uh, this this nice bird here just uh, just said you you, you need help." Yes, um, well, it seems that someone stole one of the lightning rods, and the griffins were at it, and we need a set of wings. Well, I mean, oh, I was really hoping to get, you know, the rest of the night's sleep, but, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, and he, and he kind of, like, you, you see him look at Taraxis, but he doesn't say anything uh, outwardly. Uh, and then Taraxis kind of like nods at him and, and flies back to you, and within an instant he is turned back into his usual giant dragon self. Okay, but real quick before we go anywhere, uh, we need a couple things. First off, and Teddy looks over at the headmistress, we're gonna need that moonstone. That's that's item number one. I agree. Uh, yes, absolutely. We um. We got everything that we needed out of it, and we we appreciate you for uh, for sharing. And she says, "Tal, make sure they get it back." And Tal is kind of like fishing around in in her bag, and she pulls out what looks to be very very clearly um, meta um, a gun, uh, <laughs> and like kind of puts a, a glowing white clip in the bottom of it. Uh, and then she's like, "Oh no, that's not it." Holsters it pulls out uh, the moon shard for you guys and uh, says, alright, here you go. Okay, uh, Slaughter, why don't you take that? Um, second thing, we're gonna need some nets. Like, uh, uh, nets. Like, big ones. Big, strong nets. Several of them, preferably. Big ones. I'm going to check and see if it's the real one they gave me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she, yeah, no, they they had no interest in keeping it. What they were doing was powering up, uh, basically canisters of energy. Um, yeah. Yep. She says, uh, Tal says, ah, um, I should, I should probably give you guys a, a, a bit of a, bit of a taste as to what we were doing. Um, and she kind of pulls out a small, 
It's about a marble-sized uh, object. It's kind of metal and glowing stone. And she tosses it to uh, Cenotaph, and she says, uh, Here you go. Um, click click the button on the top, and then uh, make sure you're not within 20 feet of it. And uh, after, you know, six seconds, the Cenotaph catches it. Sorry. What did you say it was called? I'm just going to add it to my inventory here. Uh, she says, uh, we just call it Moon Boom. Teddy eyes it hungrily. <laughs> the Cenotaph just hands it to Teddy. Oh, hell yes! And he looks like a kid in a candy store, and he just, like, doesn't know where to put it on his body. 20 feet, you say? How long How long exactly do I have? Can I look at the wets of their eyes when it goes off? Do I have to be in front of them? Can I... <laughs> Can I watch at a bigger distance? Tell me the things. She says, uh, you push the button. It takes ten seconds to go. Boom. Oh, this button right here? And Teddy pushes the button. Not really. Not not, not actually doing that. <laughs> she gives you this look. and She's like, ah. And just shakes her head. She says, yeah, that button. Uh, and you gotta be out of a 20-foot radius. And it goes boom. And it goes boom. I'm so happy. I still need those nets, but I'm so happy with this. She says, "What do you what do you need the nets for?" Uh, cuz if we, you know, come up on some griffins, it's way easier to do something about it if they're falling to the ground in a net. And if they're uh, carrying a big old structure, look, I'm gonna be real. If they're carrying a big old structure, all it's going to take is on balancing one or two of them and then they're all going to go down. She says, "Yeah, but um you know how high that is right now? If they fall and die in a net, you're going to fall and die in my net. No, I won't be in the net. We got, and I point back at the dragon, we got a dragon. She says, no, I'm going to make Devere eat you if you kill a griffin. That's what I'm saying. But what if, Devere, would you rather eat me or a big, plump, juicy griffin? <laughs> Look at my scrawny like, little ass. You don't want this. Says, Why not both? Why not both? Why not both? But you know what? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fine, no nets. Let's just go. <laughs> do your griffins like anything in particular? Like, can we, can we tempt them with some snacks? Yeah, I mean, they eat all sorts of snacks. We throw meat at them, throw vegetables, we throw everything. They, they fucking scavengers, those ones. But Do they yeah. have a favorite song or something? You're awful attached to these griffins, so I just want to check. Is there like a blankie we can take with us? She says no, not, nothing, nothing with like. We we don't usually play music for them all that often, but I'd play music if I had a griffin. She says they're real, they're real good with with people uh, or demons or whatever, um, which is probably why they were so willing to go go along with whatever happened. Uh, definitely, definitely our fault. Um, but yeah. Well, alright then. I guess maybe we should just go. What do you have any, um, eye protection for the winds? Okay, I want some fucking aviator helmets or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she, she kind of calls over a a couple of the, um, of the other institute guys, and she says, hey y'all, um, could you, could you give up your, uh, your goggles? Well, We'll get you some new ones uh, in the morning. Um, they're they're headed up, you know, up in the air. They're going to need something for the eyes. 
Uh, and they all sort of like hand over their, you know, their like steampunk um, goggles that they have kind of on um, that function both as high protection and fashion. Ooh. Is there a really tiny pair for Taraxxus? <laughs> uh, Tal was like, ah, oh, man, I was gonna use this for my... Okay, fine. She, like, pulls a small pair out that looks like it would probably fit on, on like, a rabbit or something. Uh, this, it might work. I don't know if his head's, like, too narrow, but... This will do. <laughs> Yeah, Teddy's got one last thing. Look, all right, uh, we will do our best to, to make sure some griffins come back here, but you got anything that'll, like, help me help me deal with them a little better? Like, help me get them on our side so that I don't feel the need to, like, drop them to the ground or something? Yeah, um, let, let, me, let me be right back. And Tal disappears for about five minutes and comes back with kind of like a... It almost looks like a gore bag to you, um, and it's just cuts of meat. Um, she's like, you throw you throw some meat at them and they'll they'll be happy and flying regular. You could probably even like hop on them and they'll probably just eat instead of trying to fuck you off. I guess Teddy's gonna strap a bag of meat to his back. <laughs> That's a sentence I wasn't ready for today, but there we are. There's no way this can go Second right. last thing, grappling hook. Just like the hook part. I just need the hook part. I don't need the rope part. I just need the hook part. You need a grappling? Look, alright, the grand plan here is that if I don't, by the end of this night, get to fall off the back of a dragon onto a griffin, then I have not played D&D well. So I need a grappling hook. So just Mad Max griffin style. I need a grappling hook. (laughs) Witness me. Um, so she she says, "I, I don't know. I would... I don't think we got anything that's gonna that's gonna hook for you. Um, the longest here. rope you have. I have a different idea that is not as aggressively violent. She says I I could probably hand off fifty feet of rope, but I mean after that I think you're pretty much cleaning us out. I don't have anything I'll else to help. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. All right. All right. That's fine. I have a hundred feet of rope total now. I'll figure this out. Okay. I'm gonna do it. I want to do this so bad. Alrighty. Uh, so, are you guys mounting up and getting ready to go then? Yeah. Yes. Alright. The Cenotaph puts his goggles on, and <laughs> you can see, like, other ghostly eyes occasionally looking out the glass. That's, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, Devere only has one word, for, uh, a few words for you guys, and he says... All right, we're off. Hold on tight. And he pushes off with all four feet and rockets into the sky. Roll a strength check to hold on. No. 18 that time. Four. 13. Can I grab Solandra? Yeah. Yeah, or Varys. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Uh, and, And Cenotaph passed that check as well, so... We each grab one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just let that one happen this time because you guys both passed. Um, so you guys are flying through the air, and within I'd say within about an hour of holding on real tight, 
uh, and feeling like the skin on your face is going to be torn off, uh, you start to see the uh, the griffins. And there are actually more than just the original five that Teddy saw in the moonlight. Oh, God, yes. There are the 15 that Tal had originally uh, mentioned. Uh, and each of them are, uh, two sets of them are holding up a platform each. And then there are five griffins that are kind of hovering in between the platforms and going back and kind of going back and forth, almost as if on guard duty. Uh, the griffins are in kind of a, a square pattern flying along. I have some things before we get here. Some voyage-based things that, that I need to do. First of all, I'm tying a lasso. Yep. Yep, that's happening. That's thing number one. Uh, <laughs> thing number two is I am gonna use some of my paints to draw um, a large, large, large cloth right the biggest cloth that i can get away with drawing and then i'm going to tie some more rope to the corners of that which i will then stuff into my backpack <laughs> see where i'm going with this i see exactly okay. where you're going with this yeah. you need me to roll for that yeah roll with some check okay. See how good you are at drawing a It is not fabric. great. It's not good. Oh, man. It's not good. It's really crooked. It's really crooked. It's really crooked. Wow. You meant to draw a square somehow. It's a triangle. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad. Um, so as you're, like, trying to stuff this thing into your into your bag, um, it's actually kind of, like, falling apart into paint and, like, soaking Shit. your hand All right. in paint. Then you know um, what? Fuck it. I'm gonna let it go, and I'm gonna take apart like my bedroll, all this other crap I have in my inventory, my traveler's clothes, my bedroll, like all this random okay. crap that I started with, and I'm gonna use that to do this. Sure. Okay. Sorry. What are you trying to do? I'm making a Speaking fucking parachute. <laughs> oh my goodness. I thought you were making like a, a flag or a signal. Oh hell no. I'm making a parachute. Jeepers. In addition to the feather fall I have on cue. <laughs> and the lasso I just set up. So, the giant box is you guys for now. This is this is you guys riding Devere. And then the smaller ones are the Griffins. The blue boxes are the platforms. platforms. Yeah. So is there anything on the platforms? There are two people on the platforms each. There's a person on this griffin. As we approach, um, I'm going to casually start uh, conjuring like a clouds and a storm above, and that will be the what is it? Thunderbolt? No, call lightning. Okay. I'm eventually, just going to hold my concentration on that and kind of make some turbulent wind, and I'll inform Devere first. Okay. Uh, you might want to like fly a little straighter. I'm going to make it a little bit um, turbulent, I think is the word. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Turbulent. Yep, 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 yep. Teddy's eyeing that first <laughs> griffin real hard. That one closest to Devere. Right. So, the, so in total, there's three There's three people, correct? Uh, there are three people that are on griffins, and then there are... Okay, and then there's one on each platform? Uh, two on each platform. Two on each platform, okay. Yeah. Uh, and as you guys are looking at the platforms, the platforms are really just held up by like a leather, almost like a leather belt around the waist of each griffin uh, and a rope connecting to each corner of the platform. 
the fifth griffin in the middle of each of them is not, doesn't look to be attached. Uh, it just looks like it's kind of uh, guiding the rest of them. It's the alpha? Yeah. Can I roll a perception to see if the griffins look blighted? Yes. Seven. Uh, you see griffins in front of you. <laughs> you see I'm too distracted by the thought of jumping onto one. Uh, but they are not blighted. Okay. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to get you guys to roll initiative. You guys can tell me what you want to do, and I will decide how you are going to accomplish that. One of the guys on the platform? What are, what are the guys on the platform? They're mostly cloaked, so you can't really see. Uh, they do have shorter sleeves, but the arm, from what you can see of the arms, there's a guy that's got pretty red arms, and then the other ones are kind of like thinner, uh, more slender. You can tell that they're probably not all human. Okay. As we're riding Devere, I'll kind of yell out, uh, as I'm conjuring my storm. Do we all agree that these are bad people? Or what are we doing? Uh-huh. Okay. I, I I'll call down so. lightning on one of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, on the platform or say, on... I don't want to kill the griffins, uh, but I'm going to target... I'm going to hit one of the flying guys. Just the human and try and aim the lightning to hit him and not do too much damage to the griffin. Okay. Um, I'm going to say roll a... Well, it's gonna have it's gonna have to take it's gonna have to hit dexterity. Okay, sure. Yeah, Let me... um, anything within ten feet of the target has to make a uh, dexterity save. Okay, cool. Uh, which one are you hitting then? There's you said there's two of them that are holding up the platform. So there's two of them that are on the platform. Oh, which ones are holding up the harnesses? Uh, so the harnesses are attached to the uh, to the, the griffins. griffins on each corner. Yeah. Okay, I will take the closest flying guy. Uh, okay. So there's one on the right there. I will take. Okay. And I will use Destructive Wrath and do max damage. Okay. Which is 40 lightning damage plus my spell modifier, which would be a 6. So it would be 46 damage. Kapow! Good god. Uh, yeah, no, that even on a save, this guy gets zapped and thrown off his griffin. I'm just using uh, Destructive Wrath, sorry. That's max damage. Not bad. Oh, so you're... Okay, so he doesn't... Uh... He takes the full damage, it just doesn't affect the griffin. Okay, cool. There is a griffin that is now freed, uh, and he kind of like... The griffin kind of banks kind of both ways a little bit, and levels out and keeps flying with the rest of the group. The platforms, you said that there were two dudes on each platform? There are two dudes on each platform, yeah. How wide across are these platforms? 20 by 20. Okay. Well, this is what's going to happen. Jesus. Oh, I'm going to fireball one of the platforms. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my Magic for Dummies book to not hit the griffins. Okay. So that's going to be one of my sorcery points. And I'm going to do that thing. So, Perfect. yeah. 21 fire damage. The platform on the right. All right. Okay. And what do they have to make as a dexterity saving throw? Yeah, it's a dex save. Oh. Damn! That is what they probably needed. Okay, so they both take 10 damage, but unfortunately for them, as the fireball is coming towards them, 
it incinerates the two back ropes of the platform. And I'm going to let them have that dexterity check to hang on to the platform, as it is now only being carried by two griffins as you guys are continuing to fly along. So it is basically the flat sheet as they're, that they're carrying through the air, but it's very clear to you guys that the platforms were too heavy for just two, and these griffins are starting to lose altitude. Devere, can you get like a little bit closer, maybe? Wait, Teddy, I have a plan. Alright, I'll wait. No, no. <laughs> Pick me up. We jump off the beer. I can teleport us to the other platform. Oh, fuck yes. That is exactly what we do. <laughs> that is exactly it. That is it. I grab the set of tap and I just hurl myself off the back of the dragon. Yeah. So the reason we need to jump off is because it does damage. And yeah, thunder booms out 300 feet from where we teleport. But since we jumped off, we are free and clear of hitting Devere and our allies. And we can teleport 90 feet onto the platform that isn't hanging by thread. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, so you guys are, yep, over there on the left side. Yep, 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 yep. We're there now. Amazing. Uh, I'm also going to cast True Strike on myself as soon as we get here. Just going to do that. Okay. So yeah, as you guys kind of appear there, the two guys are startled, and they draw their weapons on you. They're just going to roll to hit. And that is not a hit. And neither is that. Uh, so with you guys kind of appearing on the platform and your weight kind of shifting, uh, as they go to attack you, they kind of stumble and and definitely miss. And so they are prone. Oh, then fuck it. Can I just use my an attack to literally just toss one of these dudes off the platform? Yeah, roll strength. I'll roll it again just to double check that it's not a 20 or something. Nope, 22. Throw one of them off the platform. Yeah, you, you pick this guy up, kind of like very cartoon style, back to the uh, back of the neck and the and the belt, and just like heft him off. Yes. Uh, and yeah, he he falls to his death. Nice. The other two guys are on the other side. Of the other platforms are going to be rolling to keep their keep holding on. Uh, one of them slips and falls off. Hi. Yep. Slander, you're up. There's still two guys on Griffins riding in between us? There are, yeah. Well, this guy is going to take 43 points of damage. I use my second <laughs> destructive wrath to do maximum damage and call a lightning bolt down on his ass. Yep, and that uh, that hits him, and he he kind of, like, as it as it hits him, like, straightens up. Like, that, that shock straighten up, and he Let's go of the reins and just slides off the side of the That's how it do it, bitches. <laughs> Amazing. So we still got one guy left on the griffin? Uh, one guy left on a griffin. I know what I'm doing next. Uh, I'm gonna firebolt at this guy, but I am going to use Ben Luck to give myself advantage. Oof, the first one's much better. Sorry, this is the rules lawyering coming out. This, yeah. No. Nope. Player chooses to accept a wild surge as a side effect to casting a spell first level or higher. Okay, right. All right. You are totally Girl, right. Girl, I got you. All right. 
So really, I didn't, I didn't get to use it in the first place. So never mind. I just, yeah, I'm just gonna firebolt it. No, you can use which, it. I think you can use it. It doesn't really matter because the <laughs> rolling good advantage, the second one sucked anyways. And I don't think it applies. I don't think it applies if it's not a first level spell. Uh, so nine to hit. Does it, um, does that hit? No, it doesn't. Miss. Is there another guy on this platform with us? There is one more. Yep. And he's prone. He is prone. Yeah, so I'm just gonna walk over to him, my longsword, and stab him? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair. 21 to hit? <laughs> yeah. 12 um, damage? I mean, at this point, he's prone, and he's not really... He's got no no defense. You run him through, and he's, he's out. He's out. He's out of the game. Yeah, I think I run him through and kick his body off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. So there is... One left. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm gonna tackle him on that griffin. I've been waiting for this one. I'm just gonna sprint and tackle that son of a bitch. I am gonna try to knock <laughs> okay. him off the griffin and and ride it. Yeah, it's only a five foot jump. Yeah, it's not far. It's not too far. What do you want me to do here? Roll athletics. Fourteen. Yeah, uh, I would say that you you roll well enough that you are able to knock him off. But you're going with him. I am going to a couple things in order here. I've been thinking about this since we mentioned Griffins. I'm going to use my yep. reaction to cast Featherfall okay. on, on, on me. Uh, I'm then going to drop out that, that hot, tasty action surge action, and I'm going to attempt to lasso the Griffin. Um, what do you want me to do? Hold for the lasso. Okay. <laughs> Fuck! So, uh, as you kind of like turn around to like toss your lasso up to the uh, up to the griffin, you definitely like misjudge mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be, and it just kind of like goes past his face, and you are. I mean, you're falling, but you're feather falling. So. Yeah, last ditch effort. I'm gonna just dump that bag of meat out underneath me. I'm just gonna dump the meat out so it's falling below me, and maybe I can try to catch it on the downswing. Oh yeah, that griffin like sees that gore bag that you're emptying out and just dives for it. Yeah, I'll try to as the griffin goes by me on my next turn, I'll try to grab it again. Alright, so as a preemptive, in case T- Teddy fails again, Varus is gonna use message to telepathically communicate to Devir to let him know to keep an eye out on Teddy if we need to snatch him. Alright. I'm good. good. I've got Featherfall. I mean I should hit the ground okay. I'm not worried about yeah, it. Yeah, in like an hour, we got things to do. <laughs> um, so there is one guy left. Uh, he is hanging off the platform that is uh, that the two griffins are losing altitude on. Uh, he used gust of wind to push him off. <laughs> <laughs> Elegant okay. and lovely. Is anybody taking damage? I don't think uh, so. Besides Teddy's... Uh, 1d8, which I don't know if he rolled uh, from... Do any of the uh, griffins look a little wounded? I can throw some heals. Um, no, the griffins, nah, the griffins look good. like they're actually okay. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'll just hold on and... Uh... Um, and the virus is going to use um, magic myself to break the last two tethers on that platform. You uh, you hit the last two uh, the last two ropes and those uh, griffins are all free. And he... Uh, and actually, at this point, I'm going to get you all to roll a perception check. 19 this time. 12. 
17. 11. So, you guys are moving along at a good clip. Uh, and you're actually heading in a southeasterly direction. As you guys kind of start to look around to see uh, the direction that the griffins were uh, were heading, you start to notice a very familiar grove of trees surrounding a mountain. And before any of you kind of really sort of clues in as to the direction you're heading, you see the clouds kind of break open in that area. And coming from the sky are what looks to be three or four suns. Stars just falling and crashing into this area with a massive explosion of light. Uh, And as the light fades, uh, it doesn't look like the trees have been damaged uh, or anything. The mountain is still intact, but any of the autumn deaths that you guys had previously seen is completely cleared out of that area. Thank you.